Yeah. Won't be long and that this will be then this too shall pass. One of the things that hurts us a lot is sometimes, and it's from the pulpit, we if you're not careful, I'm talking about as a whole now, we get too caught up into entertainment and we don't get the lessons that we need to help us in our everyday life. And you don't hear a lot of messages anymore about Satan, the devil, and adverse spirits, and demonic forces, and all these kind of things, which attacks people's houses and people's lives. That's right. What, and, and I don't apologize. I really like it when they say, well, you know, Pastor Fields, he's more of a life lessons type pastor. And that's what I'm, well, being a coach, that's what you do is you coach people and uh, you coach the athletes that are sent to you. You don't get to choose. In college, they, they, had put, they put them there. And the church has gotten so caught up in the everything else that it's forgotten what we're supposed to do Mom. is to teach us how to live every day and to let us know that we have an enemy. And so you don't hear a lot. Of, Satan is alive and well in the world. That's right. <laughs> You're seeing things now and hearing things now that has never been heard before. I mean, for children and adults. So what we need to do is we need to go back to Revelations uh, allows us to get a better understanding that we are in a spiritual warfare. And who is the one that started the spiritual warfare? You see, I can't believe, and I'm just using this as a parable, say parable. Terrible. That some of the people that's been on TV in is it uh, uh, Jackson County that you, you that your tax is going to go up? I'm like, who, who figured that out? You know, just like what? That thing goes from this to that, and people are worried about, especially elderly people, are worried about their homes and stuff because of this. We, it's like there's no sensitivity at all for each other. And uh, so where did this whole thing begin? Satan, okay, was an angel. Y'all do know that, right? That's right. And uh, he was Lucifer, was an angel. And some people joke, we don't know about if, if it's true or not, said he was over the choir, because that's where he used to have all the hell at, is <laughs> in the choir. Yeah, you know, folks that can't sing, shouldn't sing, never even be, couldn't carry a note uh, in a bucket want to sing and get upset because this one's getting more so that's why they would say he must have been over the choir but he was he was in heaven and he was a beautiful angel but he got full of himself that's right and he said i want to be as the most high god and so to be that he had to leave or get thrown out well he didn't leave he got thrown out and that's not, not right. And then, you know, the influence that he had is a, remarkable to me. One third of the angels went with him. That's amazing to me. I mean, these, these people right there in heaven with God and all this, and his influence was so strong that one third of them went with Lucifer. Maybe they were choir members. I don't know. <laughs> you see? But one third went with him. Okay, and then there was a great war in Revelations 12 and 7, excuse me, 12, 7. Start there, please, I think it's 7. It says, and there was a war in heaven. 
Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels. So the dragon, which is Lucifer, fought Michael, which was an archangel, okay? So he, I mean, he's a fighter. Now, he didn't quit, because he wanted that whole thing. And so the, he, everywhere he goes, his personality is to start something. Right. Okay. Well, come on. Right, here we go. And it says, and they prevailed not. Well, you know, it, he got kicked out. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So where did he go? To the earth. Yeah, Say, there's a book, I can't think of his name, by Lindsay, uh, called Satan is a well on earth. Well alive on, alive on, earth. Well on earth. So if Satan was cast on earth, where's he at? Here and now. You can see it. That's right. You can see it, and, and, and but let's just kind of start, and he always likes, to, I'm really gonna go slow so you get this, he always wants to start confusion and chaos. Right. He always wants to, I'm telling you, he always wants to start confusion and chaos. And the best place to start confusion and chaos is in the family. That's right. You see, now God done told them, because I'm going to go fast here, because I got a lot to do. God done told Adam and Eve, you're in paradise, man. Right. Y'all got it made. The only thing you need to do is don't touch this. Don't deal with this tree here in the middle. You can do any other fruit out there. You can live a light of luxury. I mean, you live in large. Just don't touch the one in the middle. Right. Seems pretty easy to me, you see. But guess who comes along and talks to Eve? All right, men, say amen. 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 All right, now listen to me, men. Say amen to talk to Eve. Amen. Just say amen. Amen. Because you weren't there. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. See, now I really got quiet. So he's talking to Eve, right? Uh, right? And uh, what was Adam at? Right. He didn't have a job. <laughs> right? He didn't have to go to work. He was, so, right? He's supposed to be right there. So he was right there. Maybe he fell asleep. I don't know. We don't know the story, but we do know that Satan talked to Eve and Adam was no place to be found. That's right. This is the scripture, this ain't me. That's right. You see, but we don't have any Adams in here, do we? No, sir. Okay, y'all better be careful. <laughs> it's coming. They're going to remember it. They're going to remember it. All the, I've seen all the women look at their husband. Right. And so... He convinced Eve that God was lying. Yes, sir. He convinced her, because you know he's a sharp talker. And he convinced her that God was lying. And he told her, the only reason that God doesn't want you to eat of the fruit of this tree, you'll be as wise as him and know good and evil. Do you know what I see wrong about that? When he said good and evil, I'm done. If he'd have said like God and only no good, I'm eating that fruit. 
But if he says good and evil, there's something behind that. Let's modernize it. Only people say amen know what I'm talking about. There are things in my life that I wished I had a never fruit that I never wished I'd have tasted. Amen. You see? Because you found out what? The evil. And it left a bitter taste in your mouth or in your life. Do you understand? All the, what the old folks who say, all this glitters is not gold. There's a thing called fool's gold. You said that in the Westerns. So he was trying to protect, God was trying to protect him. He set it all up. He's given him a good life. All they have to do is just lay there and eat the fruit of the tree, walk around and look at the fruit trees and each day wake up and see which kind of fruit they're going to get off and just have a good time together. But of course, Adam went somewhere. We have no idea where he's at. Satan waits. He's an opportunist. Y'all look at me. He is an opportunist. Never forget he's an opportunist. He took the right opportunity to get Eve by herself. There was no reason for her to ever be by herself, but he got, he's an opportunist. He waited to get Eve by herself and then talked to her and convinced her to take the fruit and she ate of the fruit and gave it to her husband. Here we go. We're told this in Genesis 3, chapter 6 to verse 13. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. She ate. Come on here, say amen to me. It looked good. It was pleasant to what? To the eyes. The eyes. And right? And, and she did eat. Let's modernize. Have, don't say amen because some of y'all got folks with you. Only the single folks say amen to this, all right? <laughs> Have you ever uh, got hooked up with somebody that looked good? Mm. Pleasant to the eyes? But that's all they were. Well, uh, you understand? Because, you know, because see, women get in church. We, we get on the men all the time. I guess women look at men. Is that right? And they call them hunks or something like that. That's what y'all call them. Yeah, right, right, right. You see. And they look at, well, come on here. And that man, and he's sharp. And that dude's, I mean, he, he, he down. What I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? But guess what? What's behind it? What's behind it? You saw the good on the outside, but the evil was on the inside. Are you with me? And it can be vice versa. I just want to wake wake you guys up a little bit. And she saw it was good and was pleasing to the eye. And every one of us in here has done it, whether it be a house, a car, or somebody, or a job. We've looked at something that was pleasant to the eye, and once we got a hold of it, we wished we had never got involved in it. You see, it can be a job. Great opportunity, looked good, but found out what's that, uh, when you're salary people, you all people know I'm salary people, when, when they put you on salary, you might have to work 60 hours a week, you see, but the job looked good, the promotion looked good, and the title looked good, and you thought it was the good thing, it was pleasing, and it looked good, but you had no idea that it was going to be 60 to 70 hours a day and take you from your family. Does that make sense what I'm talking about? So, so we, we're getting a lesson here today, not only for you, but most of you got children and grandchildren. It's the same thing. Each one teach one. I'm giving you a lesson for yourself, but we need to teach our sons and our daughters this. You need the more, I know folks, listen to me very carefully. I know some folks that's got a regular work at the 
Fords and GMs in these places that work hard and just as happy as they can be. I ran around with some executives at Hallmark that hated the day they ever took the job. That's right. You see? Are y'all with me? That's right. Okay. Again, a tree to be desired to make one wise. Oh, yeah. A tree to be desired to make one wise. Some things you better off not knowing about. Some things you, you better off not knowing about. That's right. You know. Nobody in here, well, some of y'all have because you're an addiction. You wish you had a never experienced drugs. Never experienced alcohol. You see, I tell people all the time, at a young age, at a young age, the worst thing that ever happened to me was experiencing sex and alcohol. 15 years old, what are you doing? You see what I'm saying? Some things you're better off not experiencing. That's right. Because once you get in there, that, once that door is open and it shuts, it's hell to get back out of there. Right. Are y'all with me? And then it says, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. She ate. Like many of us in here, we've ate some bitter fruit. There's a song years ago by Billie Holiday. Bitter fruit, something on the root. But y'all, you'll take it the wrong way, so I won't use that. Keep going. There's some bitter fruits on some trees, folks, that look good. That's right. Better make sure you know what you're doing. That's right. If God say don't touch it, don't touch it. You see, it looks good. It's pleasing to the eye. But what is it really? That's right. All right? And then it said that gave also unto her husband with her, and hey. he did eat. So she gave it to her husband, and he ate it. So we can blame it on her, huh? That's right. She gave it. Who's supposed to be in charge out there? She gave it to him and he ate. Satan gets in the households. He wants to destroy marriages. He has families. He wants to put you in a bad marriage. Yeah, people get real quiet. Folks have married people that looked good on the outside, had a nice way of talking, but when they got with those people, they had an evil spirit in them. Amen. None of y'all may have done that, but people do that. It's a spiritual thing. That's right. We need to quit looking at this. What's in here? Come on. You see? Because once you get through the good, you're going to experience the evil. Okay? So she did what? She did eat. Gave it to Adam. But where was Adam? Yeah. Sleep. Somewhere. He wasn't at work. Right, no job. Yeah, keep going. And then it said in verse 9 that the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Oh. So who did God call first? Adam. And he asked Adam, Where are you at, man? He's looking at him, right? Maybe he was asking him, Where are you at here? Maybe he's asking him where you at here. That's right. But evidently you disconnected to me because I don't know where you at. Come on. Where you at? Now Adam probably manned up and said he was sorry and that he made a mistake and that he shouldn't have, he should have stayed awake. Most likely he's a man, right? He should take responsibility. So I know Adam is going to take responsibility and tell God, God forgive me that I have not done 
what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, I should have protected my wife and my family because he's a man. I'm a man. So I know he did that. But see what he did. He said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And well, wait a I minute. Would you ain't figured this out? You've been naked all the time. All at once now, you trying to cover up your nakedness. So what has revealed to you that you're naked? Right. Wouldn't you think? Amen. It ain't bothered you all this other time. You've been walking around in the garden naked, not being aroused by anything. Come on here, get up here. Nothing's happening, right? But now all at once, you're hiding your nakedness. Because your nakedness is arousing your physical part of you, which had never happened before, so you're going to try to cover up. That's right. That's right. You see, let me tell you all, back in the day, you know, I called myself a such a player and all these things back in the day. You know whose fault that was? My father's. Get where I'm coming from. Always got something to cover up. That's right. Come on with Adam. Let's see what Adam's going to do. Because Adam, surely not, he's going to apologize to God and his wife. Apologize to God first and his wife that he put her in this situation to cause them to sin. I would think he would do that. Let's see what he did. He said in verse 12, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me. What? You going to blame that on God? The woman. Yeah, the one you gave me <laughs> caused me to react this way. That's right. Don't that, sound, don't that sound like the church? Don't that sound like men today? It is embarrassing. If you look at the statistics, especially in the African-American community, 70% of the women are going, the number one woman right now in business and opportunities in the United States of America is African-American women. Who's the lowest? African-American men. Where are we at? Come on. Quit blaming. He's blaming the woman. Well, she's right. Well, if she hadn't got an education, she'd respect me more. Mm. <laughs> huh? Something's wrong with that. Look at this. There's something wrong with this. You're going to blame God for putting something in your life or somebody in your life that's going to cause you to have a problem? Well, he did it. Wow. He's an accuser. It's an accusing spirit. That's right. You see, I am a better man because first lady's in my life. You see, the Holy Spirit made me the head of the house, which means that she's under the influence of the spirit of the Holy Spirit, not me. So the Holy Spirit calls her by her name. Her mama gave her. Treats her that way. Ask me why I know that. Don't we say that we have the spirit of God in us? How are you going to have the spirit of God in you and not treat your wife, your wife right? It's his daughter. Adam blew it. 
period, and wanted to blame God for it. If you hadn't put me, this woman in here, I'd have been better off. That's what he's telling God. In other words, God, you don't know how to run your business. Because if you would have known how to run your business, you wouldn't have put Eve out here and caused me to sin. Well, that's it. Make a play. Keep reading. Let's see what Eve did. It says, and the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And if the serpent, she's going to blame hers on who? The serpent. Everybody doing this? Who's behind it? Satan. He's behind it. Satan. Where'd he start at? Look at me, everybody. Because some of you have been divorced in here. Nothing wrong. Don't be all mad and want to not come to church. All right? Both mad at the pastor because he said something. You got the wrong folk in your life. You didn't wait for God to deal with it. You went from your eyes. And see, there's one thing that, you know, we say, uh, watch your heart. The Bible says guard what? Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because it can come here and get here, and you can make a whole lot of mistakes. All right, keep going. I lost my thought or something I was going to say. We're going to move to Acts chapter 15. So we got this now in the family, right? First place that he attacked is what? No, the family, because he hates family. And guess what else he hates? He hates it. Marriage. That's right. He attacks it. He hates family, and he hates, we'll get another, he hates family. He will try to do everything he can to destroy family. And sometimes he puts the wrong people in people's lives to be a destroyer a destroyer of family. And many of you sitting in here, because I know some of you, have been through that. It was pleasing to the eye, sound good, look good, but it tore you up with the evil that was in it. All right? Here we go. Now, again, Acts 15, beginning with verse 36 from the King James Version. Now, I'm trying to get confusion and chaos. All right, ministers. This is for ministers. He went to the family right now. Satan stays busy. The one thing that he is not is lazy. That's right. So sometimes he gets, in the, he gets among preachers. Okay? I'm wanting to get you to get a better understanding of what's going on in some of y'all's lives so you start paying better attention to what's going on. And let's, let me tell you, how many of you have made mistakes? Amen. Guess what you are? A teacher. That's right. You're a teacher. Yeah. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You don't have to listen. What did the pastor say last week? What? Your pain? Your pain teaches you something. That's right. Don't allow your pain to stay void. Take your pain and teach somebody else. If I was a married couple, the first person I want to talk to is somebody had a divorce. Because well. they can tell me how to do it wrong. Yes, sir. Right. Then after I get all that, Brother Roddy, then I'm going over this one that's been married for years. And then I'm going to sit here and figure it out if I even want to be the one. Well. At this particular period of time in my life. Right. Let's go. 
It says, and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas. Now Paul and Barnabas were great friends and great in the ministry. A great ministry, incredible ministry. Okay, so these are buddies, these are friends. Satan hates relationships. He doesn't, especially when the people are working together to do God's will. He hates that. But these guys, Paul is the greatest Christian that ever lived. And folks want to argue and say Jesus. I think Jesus is more than a Christian. But anyway, uh, so I'm going to give Paul that, that Jesus be the Savior. So Paul, and, I mean, these are powerful men. I mean, they're filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us that. They got the Holy Ghost. They filled with the Holy Spirit. So you know that they can compromise and work together as a team for the glory of God. Let's see what happens here. He said, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord. Yeah, I mean, he just got excited. Let us go and let's go preach and do the work of the Lord. And see how they do. And see how they do. I mean, that's, that's, doesn't that sound exciting? I mean, they're talking there. That's a very exciting thing. But remember, Satan hates relationships. Here we go. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. Well, Barnabas said, no, John's going with us. We love John. So John's going with us. And, then, you know, Paul, that's okay with me. That, that sounds good. The brother's been with us before. Let's take him with us. So we'll see what happens here. But Paul thought not good to take him with them. Hmm. Whom departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them yeah. to the work. Well, one time he just didn't go with them when they thought he should have went with them. And so Paul was kind of upset because he thought they should have went and he didn't go, didn't ask for the reason. It could have been a good reason he didn't go. Theology was trying to make a big thing up. But there's the reason that he didn't go, okay? Oh, you know, maybe it was a mistake, maybe he was sick, I don't know, but he didn't go. So they ought to be able to work that out, wouldn't you think? Let's see what happens. He says in verse 39, the contention was so sharp between them. So they got in, now wait a minute now, these are two saved, filled with the Holy Ghost men, going to fall out over somebody going on a ministry with them. They're going to fall out. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay? So that they departed asunder one from another. Oh, man, they broke up. These are two God men. Who's behind that? Satan. He does everything he can to kill relationships. All right, here we go. He said, so Barnabas took Mark and sailed into Cyprus. So they split. Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And guess what happens when you do that? We want to talk about the two that fell out. How do you think John fell? Well. Now, he trusted Paul. How do you think he felt? His heart was broken, probably, because he caused two men, he, in his head, he caused two men to break up their relationship. Now, we know that he didn't cause anything. Right. Satan got in the middle of that thing. That's right. And caused that distraction because he hates what? Relationships. Relationships. Thank God, Paul got sick. And great ministry, when we read it, most of the homegoing celebrations, you know, they always use Timothy, and I've done my work and all this. Paul's on his sick bed, and he asked for something. Let's go with this. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 through 11, do your best to come to me quickly. So he knows that he's on that end. And he's saying, you know, I'm dying, really. 
do your best to get here as quick as you can. He said, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Who's in the middle of it? Satan got in the middle of it and got one of the people he thought would be there deserted him. All right? Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. So I'm, I'm by myself. This is Paul. But guess what Paul comes to the conclusion of? Get this. He said, only Luke is with me. He said, Luke's still here with me. Get Mark and Wait bring him with you. He didn't want Mark. He said, get Mark. He wants him now. No, he wants him, huh? The very person that he put out his life when he's on his dying bed, he says, get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. This is the guy. This is the guy that you didn't want to go. But you know, when you get on that dying bed, you change a whole lot of things. Who's behind this? Satan. Satan got in it. But guess what Paul did? He made it right. All right, now we got the men, okay? Now you know women can cause some confusion in the church and people talk about women in confusion in the church. I'm gonna take up for you ladies, especially in a lot of church because there's more women in church than men. All right, so there's more opportunity. So, but women can have, they can get, they can get out there too. Let's see what we got here. I'm trying to cover everybody so we know because I'm gonna make a good point here pretty soon that I really, believe in, all right? Again, we'll talk about the accuser. <laughs> the biblical definition... I don't want that one yet. I want uh, Philippians uh, 4, 2 and 3. Okay. Uh -huh. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. says, I plead with Luidia, and I plead with Syntec. That's why I don't uh, read some of these things. <laughs> Go ahead on. I'm surprised. I can't. <laughs> he says, yes, I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side. He loved those two women. They had been working with him, but they had a confrontation. They was working in the ministry. Paul saying, help them get pull it together. So what was dividing them? Satan, because he hates what? He hates relationships. It doesn't matter if it was in the Garden of Eve. It doesn't matter if it's on going to do minister to other countries as Paul. It doesn't matter if it's in the church. That's right. He hates relationships. And he'll do everything he can to destroy it. The reason we don't have a lot of boards in here, because being a founder, you can do things a little different, all right? Because I was sitting at a Pentecostal church, and this preacher came in from... Uh, St. Louis, and we were taking classes in his class, and he said, you gotta be careful with too many boards in the church because every board you have, that board has a pastor. And it can destroy a church. Because once you get people with titles, you can have confusion and chaos. And it can destroy the ministry. I have never figured out, now don't nobody go act a fool because I'm saying this, I don't let Satan get to you. How, the, how you have confusion and chaos in some place you ain't but an hour and a half, well here, well, I'll go ahead and help. Two hours, right. I ain't going two hours y'all, but two hours once a week and you're mad at each other. Well. And some every now and then, but it cause chaos. That's 
right. because guess who's behind it? Satan. Because he hates what? Relationships. Relationships. I remember, you see, thank you, when people are spiritual, uh, the Isaacs are very special and blessed to me. I've never told them that, but they are. But we had a prayer line up, and uh, Sister Lynn probably doesn't even remember it. And there were people there, and I was busy praying for somebody else, and the next person was supposed to come up, and she was there to pray, but the next person was looking at me. You know what a lot of ministers are doing? Well, come on up, honey. I can pray for you just like Pastor. Sister Lynn looked at them and said, baby, you can wait. Oh, honey, one of those words you use. You can wait. You want your pastor to pray for you? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Somebody else would have said, come on up and get some prayer. You holding up the line. She just looked and said, honey, you're going to have to pray for your pastor if you want your pastor to pray for you. Didn't let Satan get in there. Because he hates what? Relationships. Relationships. And there was an opportunity for him to work. That person would have been upset, would have called me, all that confusion and chaos. Yeah, y'all know folks now, because some of you have been that folk. You know folks. Because he hates what? Relationships. All right? I'm going to go back up because the relationship between the two women were of the same mind in the Lord. Yeah. So we ain't going to have no problems in here, are we? Keep reading because where am I at? I don't know. Down in the middle of three. Okay, go ahead. And he says, along with Clements and the rest of my coworkers whose names are in the book of life, and then in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, it says, now, let's... here's what we want to talk about. This is what I want to finish up with. This is very important. We're going to use, I keep using the accuser. The Bible definition. Here's who he is. Satan is what? The style, excuse me, the accuser of the brethren as seeking to uphold his influence among men by bringing false charges against Christians. Who does that? Satan. He brings false charges mm -hmm. against folk. Folks is mad at people in the church they don't even know. And he brings false charges. The accused. He's the accuser. Keep going. It says, with the view of weakening their influence and injuring the cause with which they are identified. He wants to do everything. He wants to do everything he can to destroy the cause of you identify yourself. That's why the worst thing is Christians with jobs. Because people are looking at them. That's right. And he wants them to do everything they can to destroy the name Christian. I'm glad some people say church and not Christian because they're two different things. That's right. All right, here we go. He was regarded by the Jews as the accuser of men before God, uh -huh. laying to their charge the violations of the law of which they were guilty and demanding their punishments. Pastor, you know, so-and-so, you need to put, set them down. You saw what he said, she said. We're going to call the deacons together. Not, uh, which would be a real bad thing in here, but we're going to call them together because I'll tell them, yeah, I'll just be honest. You're a deacon in this church because I'm pastor. When for me, you wouldn't be up in here. Now, a lot of pastors are scared to say that because they're not but they should. If I'm the head, then God put me here, then you ought to be listening. 
and I'm saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen? Amen? Same way in your household. That's right. If you save men, filled with the Holy Spirit, remember that, filled with the Holy Spirit, get in your position. And if you ain't, get up here and ask them to lay hands on you and get the Holy Ghost. All right, now I'm going to come down here. Because he's going to read Corinthians in a minute. I'm coming down here, okay? Why are some of you all getting in all these situations in life when you know who he is? What are you doing? Why are you compromising what you know, okay, it's true. Right, right, right. Amen. Amen. Why are you allowing Satan, am I getting too close? Why are you allowing Satan mm -hmm. to belittle you mm. because Amen. of what somebody has said about you? What are you doing? You know he's a liar, and he's the father of lies, and he wants to come in and destroy you and your families and your children's children. What are you doing? Why are we allowing, not in here, we do good, nobody's done nothing wrong, allowing people to come into church and raise a bunch of hell? We know what he's doing. He's trying to destroy the body of Christ. Where two or three gathered in my name, Jesus says he's in the midst. If two people in here are together, what's he going to do? Try to divide the truth. That's right. You know that. Mm -hmm. So from now on, there's a lot of single folks up in here too. What are you doing? Let him bring to you who he wants in your life. That's right. There's married folks. There's people in relationships. We want relationships in here. Why are you letting him tear up the, your relationship over some foolishness? Well, Families, what are you doing? There's a bad apple in every family. Throw the apple out. Don't let it spoil the whole barrel. Do you understand? Because this scripture's telling you it's your fault. This scripture that he's getting ready to read is telling you it's your fault. You are a Christian, you saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's your fault. I would have done better if he hadn't put first lady in my life. That's about as crazy. First lady is the one who brought me to Christ. Are y'all with me? Why are you, look at me, why are you a 10 selling for a 5? What's wrong with you? You see? You know, I'm talking to you people in relationships, you people in marriage, your friends, whatever. When you sit down and there's an argument and a confrontation, who's in the middle of it? Well. What are you doing? You're allowing him to tear up your family or the relationships you're in. It's old. It started in Genesis. It ain't nothing new. It's on you. Second Corinthians 2 and 11, and somebody's not busy, pick up the, uh, any other version you want to read out. Go ahead. King James says, lest Satan should get an advantage of it us. It said, lest Satan get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. <laughs> you ain't ignorant of his devices. Shouldn't That's on you. 
you come to church, you you, do your Bible study or you read your Bible, you do devotion, you've heard this message right here. This message right here, you ought to walk out this door and never ever again allow Satan to put you in a place you don't belong or take you out of a place you should stay. I never ask people when they leave church what the reason behind it, because it's going to be some gossip, most likely, or they're going to have to lie. I never, no, people tell you, pastor will never ask you, see, you and, and they'll see me, and well, I'm good. no, you know, you ain't got to no, know, you ain't got to talk about that. You think, you think the Chiefs going to win this year? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. We had someone years ago that had left the church and didn't blame it on but left the church and was in Walmart and Sister Gwen was in there and he tried to run down three hours and she went right all around the other way. Didn't that true? You can go any place you want to go. We ain't holding you here. You ain't bonded. This ain't a prison. Do you understand? And you ain't got to tell, but make sure God has told you to make that move. Do you understand? So here's what I'm saying. There should not be any confusion and chaoses in God relationships. The only relationship that Satan can really get in is when you're unequally yoked. But if people are yoked up together, okay, they're able to love each other in spite of why does it take you so long to do the same thing every Sunday morning to go to church? <laughs> to some people, that's a problem. That's not a problem, you see, because it takes her, Brother Isaac, so long to go to church because she wants to show her beauty. So instead of me getting upset in my great wisdom, it lets me know I know how to pick them flowers. Huh? Come on now. (laughs) You see? Are y'all with me? Do you think that we've been married 53 years, we think the same? No. We learn to compromise. We learn to compromise. No more problems in this church. You are your pastor? Lest Satan should get the advantage on you, for you are not ignorant of his devices. You ain't ignorant of your devices. There should not be any more problems in your life. You either get rid of them once, okay, or get it together and quit blaming God for it. If you made a bad choice, you just made a bad choice. You see, move that thing out the way and start making God choices. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. God good? Give God a hand clap.